When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Tommy, uh, what's the oldest nameplate in America? And what I mean by that is what's the vehicle that has been around the longest with the same name since 1935? Ooh, I'm going to go with the Geo Metro. No, it was not the Geo Metro. <laughs> Want to try another guess? Yeah, let me give it another guess. I'm going to go with the um, the Geo Prism. No, not the Geo Prism. Uh, in fact, it's the Chevy Suburban. Oh, it's not the Geo Tracker either. Yep, nope, not the Geo Tracker. <laughs> and the cool thing is, get this, there's a brand new Suburban and there's a brand new Tahoe. And on this episode, we're going to talk about them because, well, we got them ahead of time. We sure did, and here's everything you need to know, everything you want to know. Let's get right into it. Sit back and relax or keep driving if you're driving. TFL Talking Cars is on the air, the world's most popular car podcast. Okay, maybe not yet, but we're working on it. All right, so Tommy, um, longest running nameplate in America. That means a lot. Well, it's on its 12th generation now, the Suburban. Think about that. You, you know, there were th- there were vehicles back in the day that were kind of staples of the auto industry, and the Suburban has been one of those for decades and decades and decades. It's, it's hauled n- countless families on road trips to Wally World, on road trips to Disney World. Yeah, before there were uh, woody wagons, for the most part, you know, before uh, they did Christmas vacation and European vacation, and of course the Wally vacation, uh, Wally World vacation, there was the Suburban. So um, we've been lucky enough to get both the Suburban and the Tahoe ahead of time. Uh, and uh, if you're interested in watching a video of that, We've published those to TFL Car and TFL Truck. The, the truck video is, of course, Suburban. The car video is the Tahoe. Uh, uh, but uh, since we've had both vehicles, we've actually had a chance to do what with them, Tommy? Everything, yeah, right? Yeah. We've taken them off-road. So we took the Tahoe Z71 up a challenging Colorado off-road trail. Mm-hmm. We towed with the uh, Suburban. Up the Ike? Yeah, Andre ran the Ike Gauntlet and the new Suburban. So we've, we've really gotten we our... We forgot uh, the most interesting thing we did what was that we drag raced them oh yeah i forgot we drag raced them but unfortunately we can't talk about driving impressions those are embargoed until august 10th but we can tell you everything else about these two vehicles so let's start with uh the suburban uh because in the past right the chevy silverado and the chevy uh suburban basically shared the same chassis and powertrain so if you think about 
a vehicle without kind of the top, then underneath the Suburban and the Silverado were the same, but not anymore. Yeah, and at one point they even shared like grills and bumpers and fenders and hoods. They were so similar. Yeah, that's what we call it a truck because it was a truck underneath. The new one is still riding on a ladder frame, just like the Silverado. But it's it's pretty different than its pickup truck brother now, right? Pretty much nothing is interchangeable between the two, and and probably well, the, the, the engines are. Yeah, the engines are, but you know, in terms of bodywork, almost completely different. Right, yep. front ends look kind of similar, but the actual uh, parts are different between the two. And then you get to like the suspension on the brand new 12th generation Suburban and Tahoe. Uh, they've gone to an independent rear suspension, whereas the Silverado Sierra is still riding on the solid beam axle. Yep, and they did one other thing, which of course is uh, what makes it unique, is they gave it air suspension. Yeah, super cool. It's an option. Yep. You can raise and lower the vehicle. I think it's four inches if you if you select that little box for the air suspension. So they've really differentiated them. And, you know, like you said, too, in the past, the interiors were exactly the same between the two. Not not anymore. The new Tahoe and Suburban have a very different interior than the current-gen Silverado. Yeah, if you like that kind of – let's talk about styling, right? If you like that kind of fist in the wind, um, imagine a fist – punching into the wind styling of the Silverado, then you'll feel very comfortable with the new Suburban because from the front, uh, you could tell exactly similar design language, right? Not a lot of difference. Uh, And we were lucky enough um, to have the uh, Z71 off-road package on the Tahoe. But you know what? Let's wait till we get to the Tahoe. Let's talk about the Silverado. So what makes them unique beyond the fact, of course, that they're no longer identical to the Silverado is the fact that uh, they've actually made them bigger. Can you imagine that? They've actually given them more room behind that third row. Which is one of the main reasons people buy these trucks, right? Because right. they've got a lot to carry. Now, speaking of that front-end design, I have noticed something kind of interesting. On the Silverado, they've got these really cool air curtains or air blades that extend on the bottom edge of the front bumper yep. into like the quarter and basically there are these slits that direct air over the wheel over the brakes uh, they look like something out of Tron right and they're very functional <laughs> on the Tahoe we had it also had that same design but if you looked carefully it was blocked off so there's like small differences between the two. Another difference you'll see, uh, for example, the headlights. GM for a long time has used those those stacked headlights. That's been their design language. You can see on the Silverado Sierra still has the stacked headlights, but on the Tahoe Suburban, it it, it looks like it has the stock stacked headlights, but only the top portion is functional. There's no actual beam in the bottom portion. So cousins, brothers, sisters, what would you call them? I would say like. Step brothers. Okay. You know, right. like you can definitely tell that the designer was okay, we got to keep it kind of in the same family, but at the same time, they went in kind of a, a slightly different direction. Yeah, and so, you know, whenever a new vehicle is introduced, uh, we always have to write a headline for it, right? A headline for the story. Mm. And so I, I'm thinking, what's the headline for uh, the Suburban? And there are three potential headlines, right? And we can kind of go through them before we go through all the specific you know, differences and similarities between it and the current Silverado. But the three headlines that I thought of immediately are, uh, number one, uh, uh, bigger, better, more luxurious. Would you agree with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, why is it bigger? We know that because there's more room behind the third row. Yeah, it's it's why is it better? Uh, why is it better than the old suburban yeah. or the old so, suburban? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Why, why is it better because than I, the old suburban? I think the air suspension. I think the air suspension gives it a much better ride, uh, and it gives you the ability to, like if you have the Z71 package, to raise the vehicle and give it more road clearance, more road height, so that if you do want to go off-road, you can. I think it's better because the interior is just much improved. Yeah, and then the, I was going to go there. The interior is certainly... Um, Unique and, and one of the most unique features uh, is the sliding center um, cubby. What would you call it? Yeah, there's a console in the center. Yep. Should we should we go into that? Yeah, let's go into it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So where you put your elbow in the middle, the yep. center console. Typically in most vehicles, it's got a lid. You can lift it up and you can put a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, and there's like USB ports or you know. Yeah, but it, it it's it is what it is, right? Yeah, it's yeah. basically it's just, a big cubby. It's a hole in the middle with a lid on it. Um, and an armrest. Yeah, on the new ones, the, the new Tahoe Suburban, they've got a really cool feature where the whole basically brick, right, the whole area can move forward and backward. It's 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 a pretty big spread. I want to say it's like 8 or 10 inches. Yeah, and it's electric. It's not... It's, yeah, you push a button overhead and the whole thing like slides back toward the rear of the vehicle. And then you've got like this huge void in the middle where you could put uh, groceries... Or where you could put, it, you know, if you've got bags or a purse or a, uh, like, a like a handbag, computer bag, stick yep. them in the middle. And then when you're done, you can just lift them up and the whole thing will slide forward automatically right back into position. There's also a secret cubby down there underneath. which would be, loves their secret cubbies. It would be great for like a Nerf gun yeah. or a squirt gun. Or, or a gun. A, yeah, or a gun. It's clearly <laughs> in, what it's intended for. In the Silverado, for. there's a secret cubby behind the backrest portion in the back seat. So right where the middle of your back is, that actually opens up and there's a little cubby Be back great there. for like a BB gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then other GM vehicles, uh, the actual screen that, that you use to operate things, that... that Either slides or gets out of the way, and there's a cubby in there as well. So It'd be great for like a water gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now in the suburban, uh, there's a little cubby uh, that, that that hides under that sliding um, center console. Uh, and let's face it, uh, they've also upped the quality of materials, right? In our trail boss, Tommy, let's face it, it's you know, middle, high end ish Silverado. Um, it's okay. The plastics are kind of basic. Uh, the controls are kind of basic. But, oh, my gosh, in the Suburban, whew, it's really good. Yeah, same thing with the – we should explain that the Tahoe is kind of just a smaller Suburban, right? Right. But, yeah, same thing in both the Tahoe and the I Suburban. I mean, they're both three-row. Yes, yeah, smaller as in, like, not the size of a city block. <laughs> you know, smaller as in, like, the size of an office building. So, yeah, let's talk about that. So the difference between the Suburban and the Tahoe is, I guess, I guess if you want to carry uh, seven people – um, and their stuff um, get the Tahoe if you want to carry seven people and their stuff and all their dogs <laughs> yeah. get the Suburban. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But going back to the interiors for a sec, yeah. you know, they, they've really finally brought them into the, the 21st century. The current Silverado, like you talked about, shares a lot in common with the old Suburban. It was very functional. It's really durable, but it wasn't... It wasn't premium. The new one, they've got, uh, they've really brought in the material. So we've got a nice mix of woods and aluminums rather than just kind of elephant skin black plastic everywhere. Uh, and it, it's, it's just a much nicer place to spend time. So where, you know, they, they might have put, you know, just plastic on the door, they've wrapped it in leather. And the stitching, especially on that Suburban we had, was incredible. So it had like this um, western piping along the seats. 
It was uh, just this like multi-shade brown striped piping along the seats. It had this really cool wood on the dash. These are like the things that you'd expect when you're spending sixty-five, seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, if it was a Ford, it'd be like a King Ranch. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's and very it's, Western themed. It's not quite like Yukon levels. So even though that uh, the suburban that we had was, you know, eighty some grand. Right, you're still not even at the top end of the luxury spectrum. It was a high country, right? It was a top end. Yeah, but but I mean, for yeah. GM, like yeah, you yeah. still have the Yukon, and you still have the and the Escalade, Escalade on yeah. top of that. And we're not talking about those. Those are obviously uh, brother or sister vehicles. Today, we're just focusing on the Chevy. But you know, you guys out there, if you're into big American family haulers, you know that uh, there's of course a Yukon version of it. There's an Escalade version of it. Uh, but we're just concentrating on Chevy products right now, uh, and. Uh, so yeah, Chevy's really up their game, um, and they've also, I think, uh, up their towing game because uh, I want to say it tows what eighty five hundred. The so the Tahoe we had yeah. was rated at eighty two, okay. with the maximum about eighty four. Right. So you are still looking at full size truck levels of um, towing ca- towing capability. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely, because. The fact of the matter is, if you buy these, you might have something like a boat or a camper. Horse trailer? Yeah, horse trailer that you want to tow. And, you know, General Motors knows that. Your so, house? So they, they, yeah, they've equipped the, the vehicle to be ready to, to kind of tackle any of that, which is good to see as well. Even though it has independent suspension, it doesn't seem to have affected the tow rating whatsoever over the old generation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and once again, on August 10th, if you want to see it going up the Ike, come back and look at TFL Truck, and we'll have it uh, performing on the Ike. And uh, we can't talk about it right now. We're under an embargo, but on the 10th, we certainly can. Um, so let's talk about powertrains, because the uh, Suburban that we had actually had the 6.2-liter V8, uh, and the Tahoe that we had, and we'll get to that in a second, had the 5.3-liter V8. Uh, that's why we drag raced them, because it was basically a bigger truck, uh, with bigger engine versus smaller truck with a smaller engine. Uh, but, you know, the 6.2 liter is the biggest engine in its class. It's one, I want to say like 420 horsepower? 420, 450, I think. Yeah, and then the the, the smaller 5.3 is 355, I think 383 off the top of my head. Both are mated to the 10-speed automatic. You know, they're both pretty much somewhat carryover engines to yeah. what you'd find in the older generations. Right, sure. You know, small block V8s, V8s yeah. cylinder which is, which is what Chevy's known for. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The, now, the cool engine that we didn't have, yeah. which I really the wanted straight to straight-six diesel? Three-liter Duramax straight-six diesel. Yeah. Really interesting um, power. And, that, and that's the first time, as far as I know, in, at least in my recent history, where you can get a diesel engine in both the Suburban and the uh, Tahoe. Yeah, in recent history. Yeah, I'm sure there was something back in like the 70s or 80s that I don't know about. But let us know in the comments below. <laughs> How stupid am I? Really cool piece of technology. Much more efficient. You know, the fact of the matter is that these big V8s they work well, but they use a lot of gas. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Chevy uh, and Ford are kind of in an arms race right now when it comes to their trucks uh, for power plants. Uh, and, of course, Ford has decided that they are going to go uh, turbo. Uh, and Chevy has also kind of gotten into the turbo game because they have a new four-cylinder turbo that they're putting in the Silverado. Uh, uh, but for the most part, their big boy engines are still their classic small block V8s. Uh, and, you know, with that 10-speed, uh, both those engines, I think, are um, – a good choice for those cars. I don't want to get into like driving impressions, but uh, let's just say uh, that there is a lot of choice when it comes to the kind of power plant 
that you can get in your suburban or in your Tahoe. Anything else you want to talk about the suburban before we switch over to the Tahoe? Um, I mean, it's it's just the third row was massive. Yeah, it was really comfortable. It's easy to get in and out of. If you are carrying a lot of people regularly, it's it's great that you can easily uh, access the, the the second and the third row. The new pivoting feature on the seats is great too. You can pivot it manually, or you can use a button to manually uh, automatically fold it. I should say. Um, and, and the great thing is, as we've talked about time and time again, is Especially when you get the extended wheelbase versions of these vehicles, the 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 amount of room behind the, uh, the the very rear seats is is just astronomical. It's like it's it's like take the amount of room that you'd find in an Equinox with the seats folded back, and then add six more seats to that. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you know what? It, first of all, uh, both trucks had electronically folding second and third row seats. So, yeah, and they and they fold flat. Yeah, completely flat. Yeah, so you could put a. In the in, in the um, I would say in the Tahoe you could put a king size bed and in the suburban whatever's bigger than a king would fit in there. It's big enough basically where our little tiny electric smart car could you know spend a comfortable <laughs> night in the suburban, <laughs> wake up refreshed and then drive out. And then and, drive on out. Yeah, it's that big. I mean, you could literally. Um, a lot of people are using uh, you know campers and vans for overlanding. You could use that suburban. It, there's so much space back there. If you really wanted to, um, you could create an incredible um, off-road setup where you would have a bed, you would have your cubby holes, you would have everything you ever wanted in the back of that thing. Well, let's transition to the Tahoe because that one was the off-road trim. Yeah, we had the Z71, and we did take it off-road. We took it up uh, Deer Creek, which is a pretty challenging uh, mountain uh, trail that goes above tree line uh, and there is a video that we've done and we will publish that on August 10th so if you want to see it off-roading uh, please go to that uh, but the, the cool thing about that one of course is it did have the air suspension and when you're off-roading the more ground clearance the better and how much uh, can you raise that how many inches do you I remember? think it's like four inches up up and down and how does it work how does that work well, you've got four airbags on all four corners. Yeah, I know. How do the controls work? How do you actually physically raise it? There's a little knob which will let you to let you change the drive modes. Okay. And if, if you push in on the suspension selector on the knob, that yep. knob turns into a, an adjuster for the air suspension. So you've got a an, like an axis height, which is entry and exit. You've got a normal height. Uh, one up from normal height would be off-road one, yep. which is like an inch above normal. And then there's an off-road two setting, which is... Uh, like another inch above that, but you have to be in the low range to engage it. I wouldn't get caught up on the air suspension, Dad. I, I really don't think you're going to see a lot of Tahoes and Suburbans out there with the air suspension because it's an expensive option. Y- you know, you gotta you gotta chill out for the air suspension. I think our, our tester was seventy six thousand. Yeah, the Tahoe. Yeah, not even the Suburban. And we were talking to a, a dealer about the ordering, mm-hmm. and the air suspension is not even available yet. Hmm. So it, it's something that's coming, but. They said they couldn't actually check the box for the air suspension when they were placing the order. So the air suspension is cool. The other thing that the, the Z71 gives you is a very different appearance than the standard Tahoe. The previous generation Z71s were basically like tires and badges, if we're being... Yeah, they had this little tiny Z71 badge, right? It was kind of downplayed. The new Z71 badge is enormous, right? It's like... It's I'm, not, like I'm not talking about the size of the badge. Uh, but no, but, I'm ta- but no, because, because the badge represents the fact that the Z71... Uh, package really wasn't that big of a deal in the last generation, right? Right. And now they've really made it into something important. So not only do you get the bigger badge, but you get the bigger off-roady tires, and you get red tow hooks. 
The front end is completely different on the Z71. You don't like the red tail hooks? Uh, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're cool, but the front end design is different. Why do they have to be red? Why can't they be yellow? I, I can't tell you that. That I don't know. That that's their thing. But the front end design is completely different on the Z71 than the regular Tahoe. So the regular Tahoe's got a front arrow dam for for uh, uh, fuel efficiency. The the off road trim it looks like a Baja truck in the front. It's super heavily raked for that approach angle. It's got cutouts in front of the tires, so you're not bashing the front end into rocks. The tire can crawl over the rocks. And the f- funny thing is, the front part of the skid plate is plastic, but the rear part is metal. Yeah, so the part you see when you look at it go down the road is all just simulation. But then when you crawl underneath it a few inches, you'll notice that it's actually got a big, you know, meaty meaty uh, piece of metal there that you can run into stuff. So uh, it's great to see that they really differentiated it. One thing I don't understand is you can't get the diesel in the Z71. I don't get that because that's like the... Maybe they're just holding off. Eventually, you, pump, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to like show all your cards when you're launching the vehicle. So you give people a choice and then a year later you make more news by saying, and now we can have the diesel. Maybe. Yeah. It also has a low-range transfer case. Yep. It's got skid plates throughout underneath, like the fuel tank is protected. If, if you are used to, if you've seen the regular and the new uh, Silverado, then you'll be very familiar with what the four-wheel drive system looks like in the Tahoe, right? It's got the little switch where it's either four auto, uh, two high, or four low. Those are your choices. Yeah, it is. It's a truck. It's like a truck transfer case. Yeah, yeah. No locking diff, though, we discovered. So if you get a Z71 package on the pickup truck, you get something called the G80 locking rear differential, which is an automatic locker. The new one, which we discovered off-road, is an open diff. Yeah, it's got their traction control system. Right, uh, but it doesn't actually mechanically lock. Right, and how does it work? You'll have to come back on August 10th Yeah, because <laughs> we, we put it to the test. We mm-hmm. wanted to see if that worked. Uh, the cool thing is you do get off-roady tires. I forget what the specs on those were. Do you remember? No. They were off-roady. They were, they were, I think they were like... They were a version of the Wrangler. They were a Wrangler, yeah. They were some kind of Wrangler off-roady. And, and there's a lot of different Wranglers. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it was knobby and it was uh, something that you could take off-road versus like the Scorpion Pirelli, which is more of an on-road, off-road tire. This was, a you know, an off-road, off-road tire. Now, speaking of drivability, there's no longer a You can't col- talk about it. No, I can't. But there's no longer a column shifter. Oh, yeah. You can talk about that. Yeah. So... On the older uh, versions of the truck, to, to put them in reverse, you know, it was a clunky experience. You grab hold of this big lever and jam it down. I love comps, which is, I think they're great. The new ones have gone to push buttons. And pull. And pull buttons. Yeah, they're push and pull buttons. So park and neutral, the, 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 the stopping gears basically. Are push. Are push. Reverse and drive are pulls. Yeah. And then the weird thing is there's like a little button for, for L with these up and down arrows. And that will allow you to lock the vehicle into a gear if you're towing down a steep slope. Um, so that that's one interesting thing. I'm not sure people are going to love that right off the bat, like the old school truck guys are probably going to complain. You get used to it really quick. I always have a hard time. Uh, if, if you have to do like a four or five point turn, I, I don't like push button transmissions because it's like push, pull, push, pull, push, pull, push, and it gets confusing. Right? Where, whereas it's, you know, if you have the lever, it's forward, backward, forward, backward, or up, down, up, down. Those you don't play enough PlayStation, though. <laughs> Maybe pretty, not. Pretty used to that. Yeah, okay, and I like right. it because you can hook your fingers under them. And yeah, yeah, pull. It's like a little game. Anyways. Because uh, I'm pushing when I'm supposed to be pulling and pulling when I'm supposed to be pushing. It just doesn't work for me. A weird thing I noticed, though, I don't know if you saw this as well. <laughs> the older GM trucks always put their trailer brake controllers 
on the left side of the steering wheel. Yeah, I know Kent always hated that. Yeah, Kent yeah. always hated that. Mr. Truck always... I guess if you're left-handed, that makes sense. Yeah. And then on this new generation of Silverado, they yeah. put it on the right. Yeah. And people were like, huzzah, it's where every other truck is. And then on the Tahoe, they're like, actually, no, we're going to put it back on the left. So <laughs> it makes sense because the four-wheel drive selector is on the left. Right, the, you know your primary right. drive controls there are, are going to be on the left side of the steering wheel. Why not put the trailer brake controller? But if you hate it on the left, you're going to be a little weirded out that that's where it is on the new one. Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, GM has gotten big into cameras, and uh, the Tahoe and the Suburban are no exception. Oh, jeez. Uh, there's a lot of cameras uh, facing a lot of different ways. It's getting really confusing now. Uh, but if I remember right, there was a camera that was facing forward, or you could actually face it down, or maybe electronically face it down, so, so you could see what's in front of the vehicle, directly in front of it. And I thought that was very useful. We, we can count them. So there's a front camera facing yeah. forward. Yeah. There's a rear camera facing backwards. Yeah. There's a bird's eye view of the front. Yeah. There's a bird's eye view of the rear. There's side uh, cameras, right? There's, there's two side cameras. Yep, two side cameras facing forward. Yeah. Two side cameras facing backwards. We're at eight. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like a top surround view, and there's a hitch cam as well. So it's somewhere around ten cameras, and they are all accessible through the center screen. One thing that's awesome, though, is they're not potatoes. They're, they're, they're not exactly, like, I'm going to use this, people hate it, but Tesla, I think, has the best cameras in the biz right now. I think they're better than Tesla's. They really? were really good. I don't think they were that great. I, I think they're still a little bit lacking in high definition. When I say potatoes, I mean potato cam. Right, you mean like low definition. Yeah, like, like washed, out co- washed out color, fuzzy. No, I, I thought they were really nice. I actually think that the latest Tesla cams are kind of bleh. Really? They're Even when you flat. can really tell how good a camera is, it's not in the middle of the day, it's at night. Yeah. At night when, when um, you know, there's not a lot of light and you put in reverse and all of a sudden it gets all pixelated and noisy. And what I mean by noisy is kind of fuzzy. Uh, that's when you know you're looking at a potato cam. Have you seen the Tesla dash cam footage, though, it, it's like you're driving through 1939. It's like they co- haven't quite figured out color, so it's kind of this weird, like sepia I, hue, I, black yeah, and yeah, white. I, but I don't think that's because the cameras are doing that. I think that's just because there's so much data that you can't record all that data from like eight different cameras. It could be, but that's what it displays. I mean, yeah. it could be anyway, a red we're off camera. on a tangent. We're, let's get out of Tesla. Let's get back into Tahoe. Uh, I actually found the car to be extremely, um, or truck, uh, handsome, Tommy. I, I like the look of the trail bus that we have, and I really like the look of um, the Tahoe. And, and the, here's the crazy part, right? So we have this Tahoe, probably the only one in the entire state of Colorado. Uh, and uh, guess how many people actually noticed that we had a brand new Tahoe? And there's none around, right? I mean, this is this is you know an iconic car that's been around forever. How many people noticed? And maybe one. Yeah, the guy at the bagel shop. I went to the bagel shop on a Sunday morning, and he looked out through the plain uh, glass windows, and he said, "Is that the new Tahoe?" And I was like, "Bingo! You're the only one who actually could tell the difference." Yeah, that's not a great thing. <laughs> I mean, they. Well, no, you, you know, you know why I bring that up? Why? Because the Tahoe, and you actually brought this up, is one of those cars that if you don't pay attention to it, you don't realize it's out there. And then once you start paying attention to it, they're everywhere. Right? Yeah. They're everywhere. I mean, just walk out your door today and start looking for Tahoes, and you'll see them, you'll see them around every corner on every street. No, you're, you're right. I mean, they're, they're just... Ubiquitous. <laughs> yeah, you see them. can't throw a stone without hitting a Tahoe, especially in Colorado. But... That's probably why the styling hasn't changed that much because it's definitely going to be more of subtle changes in the new generation if they want to keep that that fan base. But I wish they had gone a little bit wilder. 
because this was the hardcore off-road version, right, with the the, the, the red, red tow hooks. hooks. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that there'd be more than one dude that'd be like, "Is that the new rig?" This there, is an all-new truck. They could have done anything they wanted, right? I, I, I think they should have gone just a little bit crazy, a little sharper with the angles, a little bit more aggressive. It's not a bad-looking rig. I think it looks nice, but just go a little crazier. You know, the Tau and the Suburban are always like the sinister vehicles when you're watching one of those born, you know. Uh, Movies where they're the ones with the the government agents that are following you or that are chasing you, right? Right. Uh, and so they're very, um, you know, bow tie, uh, button down vehicles, right? These are vehicles that are, are are you know almost meant for government work. And I don't think you can go all that crazy with a vehicle with that kind of a uh, aesthetic, right? I mean, you know, this, this is the this is the middle manager at the meeting uh, who does everything right, uh, who is very popular with the rest of the team uh, because uh, he or she is so straight-laced, and that's what those vehicles have always been, and that's what those vehicles are today. So I don't know if you can actually go, like, I don't know, yellow tow hooks. Yeah, but keep in mind that there's vehicles that are also buttoned down, like the Palisade. Right. Or the Telluride is But it? they don't have the reputation. They're, they're establishing the reputation. Right, but, but you see a Telluride, and, and you know, we drove the Telluride. People are like, that's a good-looking SUV. Which, which actually, in a way, does compete because it's a three-row vehicle. But it's so much smaller. Yes. So let's talk about it's the like, competition. It's like saying a speedboat competes with the Bismarck. So let's talk about the competition. Okay. All right. What, what would you say is the direct competitor? Expedition. Of course. Ford. Uh, and the Expedition is actually really good. Yeah, it's got it's really good. It's also got a, an amazing powertrain. That twin turbo V six is super potent. Yeah, uh, and, and I think Chevy had to actually bring it uh, to compete with the Expedition because uh, Ford certainly um, took their uh, engineering might and spent a lot of time and effort making both the Expedition and the Navigator, right, the, the Lincoln version of it, a much more uh, American classic giant truck based. Uh, uh, people hauler, and I think I think GM took notice of that, and 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 you know the Japanese are also aiming right. In some ways, um, the uh, Land Cruiser competes, even though it's not really a th- well, it is a three row. It's just a weird three row. Yeah, it's also <laughs> it's that a, one starts I think at eighty five. Right, but it, it's also in that in that same. I mean, probably the more direct competitor would be like the Armada. The Armada uh, that, that's directly in that line. The Happy Hippo. The, the Infinity. Yeah. yeah. The, the QX, that's yeah. in that area, too. Yeah, the, the, these trucks, you know, I think represent um, a lot of sales for both GM, Ford, and, the, you know, the foreign manufacturers. Uh, uh, and so they're becoming an incredibly competitive segment. I think they're also very profitable, right, because they're very expensive. There's, they're, when you get into these big three-row family haulers, they're all, you know, maybe they start at fifty or 60000 But like I said, I think our Tahoe was seventy six, and I think our High Country Suburban was eighty five, uh, and that's not out of the realm of what 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 an expedition would cost, and certainly not out of the realm of what uh, any of the other Japanese competitors would cost. Except the Sequoia, the Sequoia is super affordable. The for Sequoia the is affordable. Yeah, but it's also much more basic. Yeah, it is. It's more of a, like a utilitarian. And there is now a TRD version of the Sequoia. Yes, more or less. But you TRD get a, you get the Sequoia, and, and you know. You feel like you're in a uh, in a vehicle that's more entry level, whereas these feel much more premium. Having said that, Tommy, we haven't seen an entry. You know, we've never been in an entry level Tahoe. We sat in a bunch of Tahoes and a bunch of Suburbans when it was first introduced at the auto shows, but they're all either Z71s or High Countries, right? I don't know what a base one will look like. It'd be cool to to check one out. And I, I think that would be very, very important because that's the one that they're going to sell a lot, right? LSs, LTs, that kind of deal. Yeah, and of course the Tahoe will outsell the Suburban. 
Will it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's it does sell more. Is that what the breakdown is? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because well, it's a little bit more useful. I mean, if you're going to get a suburban, you better have a four car garage in length. <laughs> I think what like General Motors offers in that class is a lot of choice. So not only do you have the Tahoe and the Suburban, but you've got the various versions of Yukons and Denali's and Escalades. And there's the off-road ones. There's the AT4 versions. There's the Z71 versions. They give you a lot of different options. So you can go everywhere from a, a, like a, a, a more entry-level base model Tahoe all the way up to a crazy Yukon 84 to a $100,000 Escalade and anything in between. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about the different headlines and... You know, bigger, better, um, more luxurious. Uh, the, the one that really stands out in my mind, though, is, and I've always found this to be a huge problem, when you buy a big three-year-old vehicle out of the current crop, right, and then you want to put everybody's luggage in the back, you could never do it because in some vehicles there's so little room in that behind that third row, right, that you could barely get one of those, like, airplane roller boards. Forget about actually getting a real big piece of duffel bag luggage or something like that but in both the tahoe and oh my god in the suburban the suburban and gm told us this at the launch if you recall now has more room behind that third row than most family sedans have in their trunk in terms of cubic feet i want to say it's like i want to say it's 40 44 does that sound familiar i I don't know off the top of my head no i'm sorry but that it's just a huge amount of space and to me if you if you uh, really have a big family, or if you're running a livery service, that, that amount of space behind that third row is going to become extremely useful. And that, at the end of the day, is what these vehicles are about, right? They're, they're not necessarily about luxury. They're not necessarily about off-road ability, but they're really about utility. Uh, and GM has nailed it out of the ballpark with that, right? Uh, because utility is why people buy these things, I think. I like what they've done with the rear hatch. So there's a uh, um, a, a you have the ability to not only open the lift gate, yep. but if you're in a hurry, you just want to throw some groceries in the back. You can just pop the glass too. This is kind of like an old school SUV thing, but so many manufacturers have gone away from it that push a button, just the glass pops up. Throw your stuff in, slam the glass closed, off you go. You don't have to wait for the motor to kick in and the whole thing to rise if you're in the tight parking lot. You just uh, in and out. Bam, that's all you need. Yeah, and uh, getting into that third row has also been uh, made much easier. Now, there are different configurations, right? I think we had the captain's chairs in the Tahoe, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, we had the The, the second row captain's chairs, yeah, the six-seater. So you could, you could jump in um, and then get through the, you know, the, the middle of the seats. But I remember uh, crawling in and out of all of them thinking to myself, you know, I'm a big guy uh, and I'm not the most, um, well, I'm not the most uh, lively <laughs> I'm not the most limber, I should say limber, of, of people. And I was able to get in and out of that third row pretty easily. Yeah, because... I mean, if you want to put your grandma in there, you got to think about that. Yeah, the, the, the pivoting system on the, the seats was brilliant. It was really impressive. That it was one pole to fold the seat, another pole, and it just swings back. Um, yeah, you don't want a jungle gym to get to the third row. Yeah, or you just, just use the button. Double-click the button. It does it all for you. And the great thing, too, is if you're like a... Uh, if you've got a family... You can activate on our trim, like the Tahoe, you could activate the third row from the front seat. So there was an overhead console switch above, like kind of by the mirror. You could push a button, and you could not only fold the third row, that's fairly common, but you could also 
put them back up. Just hold the button, and they would kind of uh, they would whir into life and fold back up. Feels like you're 25 feet away from them, <laughs> just holding a switch, and up they come. That was a really handy touch. Well, guys, there you have it. There's your first look, uh, and I hope your inside look at the new uh, Chevy Suburban and Tahoe. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast or if you're watching it, uh, um, check your calendar because on August 10th we'll be publishing our review of both uh, the Z71 off-road where Tommy and I drive it up a mountain and, of course, Andre takes the Suburban and tows with it. And then just for, you know, fun, uh, we drag race it too and you may be thinking to yourself, hey, that's not going to be much of a drag race. But keep in mind that the ones that we had, the Suburban had the uh, uh, bigger engine. Uh, the Tahoe had the smaller engine, but the Suburban weighs a lot more. So, it, Interesting result. Interesting result, yep. which we can't talk about, but which you can watch on August 10th. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for checking this out. And head over to TFOcar.com for the latest and greatest in new car reviews. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.